Thank you for tuning in for episode eight of the Living on Purpose podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Um, here we go with the next question, John. What do you do when someone ticks you off? <laughs> you Mr. attack them back. Mr. Italian heritage. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You fight, you gossip, you punch them, you throw them off a cliff, you sulk in your pajamas, all those things. Do you really? No, mm. not really. Not really. That's what you want to do, maybe. Yeah, that's what you feel like doing. But no, those are all the wrong things. Okay. Here's the thing. Relational conflicts are a major part of life. We all have them. We all must learn to function biblically in the middle of them. One of the most incredible opportunities that you have as a believer in Jesus is responding, not reacting Mm. to someone who treats you poorly. And so we need to understand this. By the way, your kids are watching how you handle people. So in the present, how you're handling someone, think about in the future for them. Are you a good example for them to follow when this happens to them at some point? And so the Bible teaches so much about conflict management. And I want to give to you really two passages of Scripture today that can help you. First of all, when dealing with a church family conflict or someone who knows Christ the Savior. And then secondly, someone who's not in the church, someone who's not a believer. Okay. All right. First one, Matthew 18 is a great passage to go to. Matthew 18 and verse 15, the Bible says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell to the church Here, we see the word church, the concept of ecclesia is the assembly or the gathering or the community. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's talking about. Uh, The local church with the Holy Spirit that we think of as church had not begun yet, but that's really what it's talking about. So tell it to the assembly, tell it to the community, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Really, he's saying treat them as an unbeliever. So Matthew 18 gives us the perfect scenario in how to handle conflict. Now, we have to think of the context a little bit when we read these verses. First of all, the goal is to win over, not to score points. And so the goal is not to just prove your point or get them back. That's not the point. The person rebuking is to do so in humility. Okay, so in Israel's, uh, at the time, in Israel's uh, culture, testimony was established in judicial matters, uh, Deuteronomy 19.15. That's why he talks about taking witnesses if the first time you go to that person one-on-one and it doesn't work out. So that's really what's going on in the culture. If admittance of sin then is rejected, the person was to be excommunicated from the assembly, from the fellowship. So let me give you three thoughts about handling a conflict with someone in the church. Number one, go to him privately. Don't gossip about it. Don't talk to other people about it. Often I've dealt with marriages and helped couples, and it's very easy, especially for the female, to go to her mother or sister or best friend when she's having an issue with her husband. Mm -hmm. And guys do it too. And I would tell you, don't do it. Go to that person privately. Pray before you do. That's that's good. That's really important. Pray before you do. Make sure that you're not ready to lose your mind or freak out about it. Pray and then go to that person privately. If that doesn't work, number two, go to him with a witness. So somebody that is a spiritual person, someone who is not just going to see the way that you think about the situation, but someone who's wise and discerning, take that person with you. And if he still or she still doesn't respond to you in the right way, 
then you go to your church leadership. At that point, I would say go to your pastor, uh, maybe uh, another associate pastor, and involve leadership. And then if it still is not working out, that person should be removed. At the very least, you and that person, you're not going to have fellowship anymore because that person is not responding. So when someone really upsets you, you should go to that person. Now, here's a here's a softball. Let me lob it to you. Okay. Should you just internalize it and just stew over it? Um, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> but also, on top of that, I don't think that we should post online either some vague, you know, post about, oh, somebody's really angering me, and and then the rumor mill starts, right? Oh, that's good. Or that snowball starts rolling downhill really fast, right? Or even blasting them on social media. You know, you don't call them out on social media because that's just going to put walls up. That's going to hurt relationships. Um, so don't do that. Do it face-to-face in person. E- even don't do it through a text because you can't hear the compassion or the the emotion behind what you're saying. And that person, when they're reading a text or an email, they might take it the wrong way. Absolutely. I think you gave some great illustrations there. Social media, man, don't do it. Yeah. Don't be posting on Facebook. Don't post passive aggressively. Don't blow someone out on Facebook. Don't do that. Other social media outlets don't do that as well. That's that's great. Uh it's not great, but you know, it's it's great what you said. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so don't do it. Um, and you're right about text messages. The problem with the text message is that you you can't really explain what you're feeling and you know, what you said a minute ago about emotions. I recently texted someone that I need to talk to, have a mm-hmm. serious conversation, mm-hmm. but I told them just basic information. I'm not going to have that conversation over text. And so when you get into an emotional a uh, string of text messages that just creates more pain and more harm. And so, yeah, we go to the person. If someone upset you, ticks you off, go to that person. Pray over it. Ask God to give you a tender spirit. Go to that person. And then if that person's not willing to hear your heart and respond uh, in repentance, in humility, take someone with you. And if it's still not working, go to your pastor. And I would encourage you to do that. So that is how you handle someone who is a believer in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, how do you handle someone who is an unbeliever? Well, the Bible tells us in Romans 12, verses 17 through 21, and I do believe you can apply this to believers and unbelievers, but in particular unbelievers. He says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, as it is written, is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, now notice this, okay, mm-hmm. this is pretty powerful. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Well, what does that mean? We'll talk about it in a moment. Mm-hmm. Then he says at the end of the passage, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's powerful to think about this. Someone does something wrong to you. In instead of doing the right thing, you do something wrong back to them, and you're both wrong. Yeah, you both sin, and that's what he's saying at the end of the passage, right? Don't be overcome by evil. In other words, someone does something evil to you, and now you're just as bad as that person in a reactionary sense because you respond, you don't respond, you react mm-hmm. in anger. 
So there's three things that I think a, a non-church family conflict, things that we can learn, okay? And under the context of what's going on, think of this, okay? Under the scrutiny of the culture, um, he's saying, so live in such a way to not betray the high standards of the gospel. That's what Paul is speaking about here. There are high standards of being a follower in Jesus. Don't betray those. Now, we often think of uh, choices that we make, actions that we participate in, like getting drunk or you know extreme things like murder or adultery uh, or losing our temper. But often the reactionary things are just as evil, right? Mm. And we betray the high standards of the gospel when we react. So don't do that. Trust God to intervene to vindicate you. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 35 is what Paul is speaking about here. It's literally the words of God and the law given to Israel. It is mine to avenge, I'll repay, says the Lord. Now, the burning coals here he's talking about was imagery of a conscience filled with shame and regret brought to light by your right actions. What that means is if someone has harmed you and you show kindness to them, it's going to flood guilt into their lives in most situations because they're going to realize that they're the ones to blame. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but the writer here, Paul, is saying, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on this person's head. Even if they don't voice it deep down, they know that they sinned against you. And by your reaction, or I should say response, now they're understanding more and more the error of their ways. And so what do you do? Okay, so number one, Focus on your own righteousness. This is a big thing. Focus on your own righteousness. Your righteousness is not tied only to coming to church, reading your Bible, and serving in Awana, okay? <laughs> your righteousness is also very much tied to how you respond, not react, to people that have attacked you or been rude to you or have upset you. Number one, focus on your righteousness. Number two, trust God for justice. God is the one that will avenge. Just last night, the elections took place, mm -hmm. and it's it's hard not to feel like this morning we got a gut shot, right? It's it's hard to be positive when we see Proposal 3 pass and the people that got elected got elected. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, we have to trust God for justice. God is the one that will avenge. God is the one that protects and guides. And aren't you glad that God's on the throne? So glad. So glad. And the song you posted, yeah, that was phenomenal. I love it. It's a good song. It. Yeah. Christ yeah. is our firm foundation. Yeah. The rock on which I stand. Absolutely. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad. That was a powerful phrase. I was just listening to that yeah. on the road today and thinking, man, I can be glad because mm -hmm. God's in control. Yeah. So trust God for justice, number two. And then number three, be kind to the unkind. Hmm. Pastor John, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You have the Holy Spirit living within you. Mm -hmm. And don't make it personal. Show kindness to the unkind. Ask God to help you to do it. And so focus on your own righteousness. Trust God for justice and be kind to the unkind. Let me just add one thing. Uh, a verse that comes to mind for me is in the book of James, chapter 1, um, verse 19, 20, and 21. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Amen. That's I think good. I've heard Daniel Tiger say that too. When you get so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Nice. I don't know right. who that is. He's a kid's program. Sweet. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Okay. So 
Absolutely. What do you do when someone ticks you off? Go to Matthew 18 and follow the principles there. If it's a believer in Jesus, a fellow church member, go to Romans 12, 17 through 21, if it's someone who's unsaved. And let's make sure we honor God in the pain and the struggle. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have a question you would like answered on a future episode, please email john at weareemmanuel.life and we will talk to you next week.